0: Welcome to episode 85 of the Daniel Yours podcast, 28 fitness lessons for my 28th birthday. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode. Today is my birthday. Well, actually not today. I'm recording it the day before, but the day that this episode is available will be my birthday. So happy birthday to me, I guess, whatever. Uh, solo episode coming at you, this construction, I promise. It, it seems like it's almost done. I can't promise that. It seems like it's almost done um we'll get back to some more of the regular guest episodes just been tricky to schedule being you know considerate of everybody's time but the solo episodes have been going well i finally got this uh video set up i think figured out now i said that a few times i know and what always happens and, and i promise i'll make this short and i'll get into the actual episode but what happens is like you, you you don't really know what you're doing or i have no idea what i'm doing with the video stuff and i think i figured it out and i try one thing and then i set it up and it looks good. And then I f- learn a little bit more about it and figure out, oh, I could have done that instead. And I could have done this instead. And anyways, the to make the long story short, I was trying to do these like workarounds with existing equipment that I had. And it was just a lot of testing and a lot of trying to figure out the tech side of it and all these things. And it came to the end of it. And I was like, okay, I found, the, I found out what the issue was and found out that, okay, the solution to this issue is not an easy thing or it's not something that I know how to do or would require like more expensive equipment to work around or I can just spend 200 bucks on one new piece of equipment and solve all these issues. And I was like, wow. At first I was like, well, this is annoying. I don't want to buy a new thing. I have all this other stuff. And I was like, well, I've spent $200 on way dumber stuff in the past. So I might as well just spend 200 bucks on this and uh, solve the problem. So here we go. It was a very easy and in hindsight, in hindsight I wish I just did this the first time, but here we are and there's a fitness lesson in there somewhere about not spending money and being a cheap ass and uh you know trying to figure things out instead of just doing the obvious simple solution so there's there's a lesson in there somewhere but i haven't thought too much about that that's not the point of today's episode like i said today is my or today will be my 28th birthday i know i'm not old by any stretch of the imagination and i you know maybe i'll think that being old is a little bit more of a a belief or a thought if if you don't succumb to your age and think that oh i'm too old for that or i'm too old for this If you don't stop exercising, you don't stop taking care of yourself. There's no reason why you can't continue to do the things you love. Yeah. Maybe you're not breaking world records at the Olympics and breaking personal records in the gym and all that stuff, but there's no reason that you should feel old if you take care of yourself. And of course, there's a lot that goes into that, but just don't accept it. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep moving, keep moving your body, keep eating healthy, keep doing all the good things and you'll continue to age gracefully. Now I know what, Anyone who's older than me is saying, Ah, what do you know? You're only twenty-eight, you haven't even hit thirty yet. You just wait till you hit thirty, wait till you hit forty, wait till you hit fifty. I get it. I get it. And maybe my maybe the tune will change when I do hit those numbers. But right now I haven't. And here we are, and I think everything is going great. So I think there's no reason why this would uh why this would slow down. Now as far as the age and experience, if you will, again, I'm not the most experienced person in all of fitness because I'm only twenty-eight, but I've done enough time in the gym. I've been in the gym for a long period of time as both a kid playing sports, as a trainer professionally, and as training myself as an adult and not as a kid anymore. So I've been in and around fitness and exercises for my whole life and I've learned a thing or two. I've definitely paid my dues. I've made lots of mistakes along the way with plenty more mistakes that I will continue to make and that's okay, but you know, to give back is basically what I, what's well, what I always do anyways, but I sat down and reflected a little bit about what are some of the some of the things gym only not nutrition not fitness or not a uh, health r- rather but mostly just kind of gym stuff that I've learned over the years and let's gonna compile this into a list of 28 things for my 28th birthday because hashtag influencer we love lists and we love the same numbers 28 28 so we're uh, we're rolling with that but anyways let me get into it i I did think about these things uh, previously so I have them all written down here in front of me. Um, I'm going to go through them. They're not really in any particular order. They're somewhat, somewhat organized, but not in order of importance or anything like that. I'll just kind of rattle through them and, you know, I'll give a a little brief something or other about each of them, but I'll try and not make this long. So if I go into it on each of them, probably each of these could be like a podcast episode in their own, if, if you really let me ramble, but then we'd be here for 28 hours and, um, you know, I don't think you want to, you want to do that. So here we go. Number one. Never skip legs. Sounds very cliche. I used to skip legs, guilty as charged, but never skip legs. It's not worth it. Your physique will not be better because you're skipping legs. Your body will not feel better. You're gonna feel worse and you're gonna start to look funny. And it's not cool to skip legs. It seems cool maybe when you're 15, 16, but even some of the some of the teenagers that I train and or have trained in the past, like you start to love legs. Sure, it's not as fun as maybe doing bicep curls and stuff like with your buddies, but you start to love legs. You start to be able to lift more weight with them, which is always the most fun. Who can squat the most amongst your friends or deadlift the most? Like bench press is cool, but your squat is definitely heavier than your bench press. Or it should be heavier than your bench press. But never skip leg days. That's, that's rule number one. Rule number two, or lesson number two. Also, never skip arms because that's still fun and fun still matters. Don't skip out on your bicep curls and your tricep extensions and your shoulder lateral raises and all these things. Like yeah, I'm a, I'm a hardcore for training legs because we need to be pushed for that. People don't typically need to be pushed to train their arms or do more bicep curls. Most people probably do too many, but some of us and I'm going to direct this mostly at the females who are listening. I've said this before. I think women skip upper body more than men skip lower body. But either way, Don't fall into this trap of functional fitness and bicep curls aren't functional. Bicep curls are functional if your function is having better biceps or bigger biceps. So don't skip arms either. It's fun. Fun is part of training. It's good to have a good set of arms, a strong set of arms. It's healthy for your elbows, for your shoulders, all that stuff as well. But don't skip anything. Just work out your whole body. Lesson number three, the warm up is important. Warm up is not something that should be skipped. It's not something that should be rushed through for several reasons. One, it actually prepares you for your workout, which obviously that's a good thing. If you're more prepared for your workout, you'll have a better performance in the gym. And better performances in the gym means better results after the gym. And that's what we're all after. So let's get the warm up going. The warm up is also a great routine to get into. My warm up is like 95% to the same for myself and for most of my clients and for every workout. And then there's some small nuance differences to, for each person and for different workouts. But basically the warm up is the same just because it's part of the routine. It's part of my, all right, we're transitioning from the rest of the day. We go through the warmup. Now it's like, that's my brain signaling or a signal to my brain that it's time to get to work, time to lift. And then we do our cool down to obviously offset that and go into the rest of the day. the number four. Cardio matters a lot, but not because of fat loss. Cardio is training for your heart, which it's important to train your heart. The same way we don't skip leg day, we don't skip arm day, we don't skip hamstring day or whatever other day, you don't skip heart day either. Simple as that. Now, the calories burned and the energy expended through cardio is certainly going to assist in weight loss. But that is not the sole reason. That you are losing weight. In fact, cardio or the weight loss aspect of it is probably the least cool or interesting part of it. Cardio matters even for hypertrophy. If you don't have enough of a cardiovascular system, you can't grind through the hard workouts that it it requires to really get big or to really get strong through some, some grueling strength workouts. So do your cardio. Don't skip it. It's important for everything, including fat loss, but fat loss is the least interesting part of cardio. Lesson number five. The right part of the right song increases your strength by at least 5 to 10%. This is not scientifically proven, but with the. How shall I say this? The level of science that is produced, sometimes it might as well be a, a real study. This is just one of those fun ones. But you know. You get you want to get jacked up. Everyone has our songs, different types of genres of music, and different songs for different lifts or different types of workouts. And when that one song goes on, when you got to hit a PR, if it's a really heavy lift or grind through a long set, uh, higher reps or something like that, you put that song on, and and you're just going to get a little bit more fired up for it. So don't 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 shy away from that, and like just you know use that. It's not something you probably need to be told, but that's a real thing. So so lean into it. On a little bit more of a serious note, lesson number six: make every rep look the same from your warm up rep with body weight or an empty bar to your heaviest set aim to make all of your reps look the same when you start to move well first getting heavier adding more weight adding you know picking up heavier dumbbells becomes much easier when you move well first and you make all of your reps look the same, your body will be more prepared. If you go through your squat warm up and you have just an empty barbell and you're kind of just a very loosey-goosey squatting without any real tension on your body or tightness anywhere and you do that and you say, okay, yep, I'm warmed up. And then you throw you know, a little bit more, you do the same thing, loosey-goosey, and then you kind of work up to your top set and you haven't actually done a full tension, like heavy squat, your body is going to be unprepared for. It's not as effective as of a warmup and your form is shitty the rest of the time. So do all of your reps the same from the warmup right through to your top sets, make every rep look the same to the best of your ability. Number seven, lesson number seven, working out with friends is way more fun. It'll hold you accountable. You get to talk shit with your buddies a little bit. You get to compete against each other in a healthy manner. And it's just more fun. You don't feel the dread of having to go to the gym or you, 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 you must do this or you, you don't want to do that last set. Cause some days there's going to be days where you don't want to do that third set or that fourth set or that fifth set, but your buddy is, is having a good day and they're going to push you or the vice versa. Your buddy doesn't want to do that third, fourth, fifth set, that 10th, 12th, 15th rep, but you're there pushing them. And so they're going to get through it. And so you'll both grow together. You'll have way more fun, blast some music, talk a little shit have some healthy competition, but working out with friends is better. So if you can logistically work out to have a workout buddy that's somewhere in and around your strength level that you guys can compete and push each other, then definitely do that. Lesson number eight, have a program. Incredibly simple, but very often overlooked. So many people walk into the gym with no plan. They're just, I'm doing chess today. Maybe if the chess machines are free or I'll think I'll do legs today, or I'll think I'll do this, but no no program, no structure, no exercises that they've chosen that they're going to do, no set and rep schemes, no A1, B1, just kind of like doing whatever they feel like doing. And by all means, I've said this so many times, and I'm, I think it's somewhere down here in this list, but like consistency beats a lot of things. So you don't need to be super particular about your program, but at least have some semblance of a plan. It's very easy to find these. I can help any reasonably qualified fitness coach or trainer can help you but have a program it's going to save you a lot of headache as far as organization it'll keep you on track and you're going to make better progress and that's what we all want at the end of the day so have a program number nine if you don't feel like working out do your warm-up and then reassess this has happened to me countless times and with countless clients as well some days you just don't have it and that's okay but what I would encourage you to do is show up to the gym or if you work out at home or wherever it is, show up, get through your warm up do the very easy warm up and this again is the importance of the warm up that preparation for the for the whole workout do the warm up chances are once you get through it you'll feel better and you'll feel like you want to push and you'll want to go to the gym sometimes we just you know we've got other stuff in our mind, and so getting started is really the hardest part, but the warm up is not super intense, right? You don't feel like you're gonna have to really push yourself, so you think, okay, if I can just do the warm up and then go home, make that your make that your rule. But then once you get through it, you'll you'll probably want to get after it. So do the warm up when you on the days you don't feel like working out, do your warm up and then reassess and see if you still really don't want to do it. Lesson number ten: There's always going to be someone who's stronger than you. Now this comes from a place of this me versus me competition. We all try and think that we compete against ourselves, but we really compete against other people in the gym, for better or for worse. We compete against other people in gym. We compete against other people online. A guy or girl you saw walking down the street, oh, they look great. They must, you know, do this. Or you saw a video of some guy benching seven plates, which would be insane. But like you saw some insane bench press, insane squat, whatever it is, and like oh, I want to do that. No matter how strong you get, there's always going to be someone stronger than you, and that's okay, but it also should be motivation to keep going, right? As strong as you are, you think you might be the strongest amongst your friends. Are you the strongest person in your gym? Are you the strongest person in your community? Are you the strongest person in your city? And you don't have to be, but use that as motivation to keep going, just not in a negative sense. Don't compare yourself and then feel bad about yourself. Use it as fuel to keep pushing and keep striving to be the best version that you can be. Number 11, lesson 11, following this semblance of, or this idea that we shouldn't compare ourselves to too many other people, is that fitness should add to your life positively. If you get to a point where for some reason, fitness is becoming a negative influence on your life, you are, quote unquote, obsessed with the gym, you're obsessed with your macros, you're obsessed with your workouts, you are putting off all types of social and family obligations and visits to get a workout in or to get to sleep 30 minutes earlier or like, you know, whatever it is, the gym is taking over your life in a negative way. That's not okay. The gym should overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly be a positive force in your life. And if it's not, you need to take a step back. You need to reevaluate what's going on in your life and in the gym and what's what's happening and then make a better decision. Because again, the gym should add to your life positively. Number 12. A little bit more on the exercise side of things. Deadlifts are not a back exercise. I, as well as many, many people and many people now still thought that deadlifts were a back exercise. So you see them commonly put on back days and you think that you're lifting with your back. It's an exercise for your lower back. Now, your lower back is certainly working in a deadlift. Nobody would deny that. It definitely contributes to the lift in supportive and actually moving the weight in different ways. However, that is not the main muscle group or the main purpose of the exercise. The the main mover of the deadlift is your glutes. That's it. Just if you think of it like that, your deadlift will actually start to improve because you're using way stronger muscles. Your low back muscles are strong and sturdy, but they're not nearly as strong as your glutes and your hamstrings and everything else that's involved. So think of the deadlifts as a glute exercise. Do them as such and you'll be safer. They'll be more effective and you'll have better performance and results overall. Lesson 13, there's something weird about pull-ups where if you don't include them in your program for a bit, you lose them and they go down disproportionate to the rest of your strength. And I don't, I can't figure this one out. I have not figured this one out. I've talked to many people about it and they all kind of say the similar thing where it's like if you're doing pull-ups, you know, you'll know, you get good at them and then they cycle out of your program and you're doing some type of lat pull-downs. It's not like you stopped working out you or you stopped training your back or stopped doing whatever. It's just that you stopped doing... Actual pull down or pull ups, and you lose them. I can't figure this one out. I don't know what it is, but if you have a a goal of being really good at pull ups, do pull ups and continue to do pull ups if you don't want to lose them. Don't think that other stuff is going to, uh, that's a little bit too absolute of a statement. Other stuff certainly helps, especially if you're working up towards doing your first pull-up. There are plenty of exercises, pull-downs and grip stuff and bicep exercises and whatever that are going to help with getting the prerequisite strength to do a pull-up. But once you have that, there's something special about them. And I don't know what this is. And I don't know that this is like physiologically correct, but it's just in my experience. There's something about them where if you don't do it, you lose it. So don't give up your pull-ups once you got them. Lesson number 14, don't get psyched out about the number on the bar or the number on the dumbbells. This is something that's happened to me several times, and probably will continue to happen. It's when you hit these milestone numbers. The biggest one I can remember is the first time that I ever tried to bench press the 100-pound dumbbells. I was, you know, making my progress, working my way up, my, my way up and I was at the 95s for like several weeks, longer than I was. And and when I finally like gathered up the courage, or whatever the scenario was, to pick up the hundreds and give them a try, it was actually pretty easy. And I don't mean that it was like actually easy. It was just way easier than expected. It didn't feel like I was really going up in weight because I was ready for them. I just, for whatever reason in my head, psyched myself out about the hundred pound dumbbells and thought that, ah, that's just like too heavy. It's too much of a jump, whatever it was. And it was great. And the same thing kind of happened, like bench pressing 225, squatting 225 for the first time, deadlifting three plates for the first time, like these kind of milestone numbers, we sort of psych ourselves out about them just treat them like normal numbers. And in fact, try and trick yourself that, you know, you don't even pay attention to what it is. Just load it on and and go if you're ready for it. Don't just be, you know, ridiculous about it. But when you're ready, you're ready. Don't get psyched about psyched out about the number. There's nothing more special or magical about those milestones. Just uh, if you're ready for them, then give it a go. Lesson number 15, not a very exciting one, but work on the muscles that you can't see in the mirror. That's your entire back, your upper back, your middle and lower traps, your rhomboids, all those small supporting muscles, which doesn't really exist, but whatever, all the small muscles and the things that are not very sexy and exciting, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves to an extent, work on these muscles. They are going to make your body stronger overall. They are the biggest, strongest, most stable muscles in the body. They're going to contribute to your overall posture, your overall health, your overall gym performance. And they will contribute to your physique just because you can't see them in the front. If you have a very weak back, you're going to be very hunched over. And you can kind of see this in the video as I'm sort of hunching over. If you have a very weak back but a super strong chest, you're going to be all hunched over like this. So you're going to strengthen your back so that you can actually stand up straight, have your shoulders back, and your chest will actually look a lot better, and your shoulders and everything else. So don't ignore the muscles that you can't see in the mirror. Don't just only train you know, the biceps, the chest, the, your abs, and your quads kind of thing. Do a little bit of everything. Number 16, here's a good one. Going to the gym is not supposed to be easy. Fitness is not easy. It's not supposed to tickle. I'm going to say that again. I say this one all the time. It's hard. You're, you're grinding. The muscles start to burn and you, and you panic and you realize, hold on a second, or you should realize this isn't supposed to tickle. It was supposed to feel like this. However, it shouldn't be painful. The difference between pain and discomfort is a very important lesson to learn. And the earlier you can learn that lesson, the better. It is supposed to be a little bit uncomfortable and you're supposed to push through that. That is how you grow. That is how you improve. That is how you get better. So lean into the discomfort, understand that you didn't go there to get tickled, but don't push through pain. Pain and discomfort are different. Learn that lesson as early as you can, and then lean into that discomfort as much as you can. Lesson number 17. If you can grind through high reps of back squats, you can do a lot of things. There are a few things in the gym more difficult than sets of 15 plus barbell back squats. I don't know what it is. It's one of these, you know, just tricky psychological things, something about a bar on top of your back that in a you know crazy world could potentially crush you. And it's a hard exercise. It's using a lot of different muscles in your body, a lot of big muscles. It's typically a, not a small amount of weight and that, amount of weight is relative, but not a small amount of weight. And it's just difficult. There's a, there's a different kind of grind about it. There's a different kind of grind about that versus bench press versus deadlifts versus bicep curls. Like doing a set of 20 bicep curls is you know whatever, not easy, but not the same as doing a set of 20 reps of squats. So if you could do that, if you can get through that without panicking, without freaking out and keeping good form and all that stuff, you can do a lot of hard things in life. So take that, take that, Lesson and extrapolate that to your work, to your family life, to your job, to whatever else you do in life. Higher-ups the back squats, if you can get through that, you can get through a lot of things. Lesson number 18. Building muscle is significantly harder than losing body fat. Experience this with myself, I've experienced this with through many clients. Losing body fat is a psychologically challenging exercise. You have to be more disciplined about the way you eat and the way you train and all of these things. And it takes a long time. You're fighting against your urges and all this stuff. But mechanically, pretty simple. Just a just a bit of a mind game. Building muscle, however, takes way longer. There's no days off. You think that it sounds great to eat more food and train super hard and train kind of slower-ish. It's way harder. It's way harder to keep eating after you feel like you're full. And then do that again. And then do it again. And again. And again and again for months on end until you get up to the point of muscle that you want it to gain. Building muscle is significantly harder. It takes longer and it takes more discipline and more effort than losing body fat. Both of them are difficult, but building muscle is significantly harder. Building on this one level or lesson level. Lesson 819, dirty bulking is not worth it. Dirty bulking and I've talked about this previously is kind of what I did last year or whatever. Dirty bulking is not worth it. The dirty bulking is eating everything in sight and accepting a significant amount of body fat gain in addition to the muscle gain that you're having. What ends up happening is you'll maximize your muscle gain for the period of time that you're doing it, but you'll also put on a lot of fat and it's not worth it. It's difficult to lose the fat, obviously. And again, not as hard as putting the muscle on, but still not something that you want to have to do if you don't have to do it. No one likes being chunkier or holding a little bit more body fat than they need to. And there's no need to be dirty bulking. Maybe if you're a high level bodybuilder or something like that, then you know things change. But if you're that person, you're likely not listening to this. And so that doesn't really apply to you. So dirty bulking, not worth it. If you want to gain muscle and bulk, do it in a lean bulking way where you're slowly increasing calories over time, you're still including cardio, you're still monitoring your fat gain and not letting it get too out of control. There's going to be some accepted level of fat gain, but it shouldn't be equal to the amount of muscle gain. So dirty bulking, not worth it. A phase I highly recommend that you skip. Lesson number 20, mobility work is not optional. This goes for everyone. And again, I know that most people are a little bit younger in and around my age who are listening to this and This stuff almost doesn't resonate and we think that we're still young. Things don't really hurt, but anybody older than you knows that all of the mobility work, all the little boring exercise, the stretching for your hips, for your shoulders, for your upper back, for your neck, all of this mobility work, it is absolutely not optional. The earlier you start, the better it's going to be. The sad part of it is what it will feel like when you're doing it is that it feels like you don't need it because you feel great, but you have to realize that that's the reason that you feel great. Because you're doing it, because your body is able to do those things. Only when you lose that ability or things start to hurt, things start to pinch and things start to pull in weird ways, that's when you realize, oh, I need to do this. And then you you do it and then things start to feel great and you stop doing it and then you have to go back to it. Don't fall into that trap. The mobility work, including your warm up, including your cool down, include it, intraset, whatever, mobility work is absolutely not optional for everybody. Lesson number 21. This one was an important one that I came to realize, and it, and it really changed the way that I, that I trained when I realized this, I can't remember how it was, but a few years back, muscles only pull. I'm going to let that one sit for a second. Muscles only pull. Think of all of your muscles in your, in the body as ropes. They extend from one bone to another, or one part of a bone to another, one joint to another. They extend from one area To another and to move those areas or the one area that it moves it pulls on that bone and the result is that bone moves think of your bicep it attaches into your arm the bicep pulls up on your arm and your arm moves that's how it works muscles don't push even your chest we might call this an upper body push movement right a bench press it doesn't pull the chest goes from the inside of your you know, your sternum, your chest bone, into your shoulder. The chest muscle pulls your shoulder forwards or towards the middle of your body, and that's how it works. It doesn't push anything away. Although we might be pushing the dumbbells away from us, the muscles only pull on other parts of the body. This is a little bit more of a nuanced and difficult thing to wrap your head around, but I would encourage you to look at an anatomy book or, you know, look at, muscle anatomy online somewhere and just understand what I mean about this. Because when you understand this, your training and your mind muscle connection will start to improve. If you understand what the muscles are doing, where they're going, what they're pulling on and how that impacts movement and creates movement, your training will be one, a lot safer. With safer, it will become more effective because you can actually push harder without injuring yourself. And then all of that leads up to better results. And what do you know it? That's what we all want. Muscles only pull. Lesson number 22. Knees never passing your toes was wrong. Some stuff in the fitness industry is just wrong. There's a lot of stuff out there that's that's incorrect as far as like nutrition and like health advice that's incorrect, especially in nutrition. But this was one of them in fitness and, and the industry got it wrong. Knees over toes is a normal human position. We do it almost every day. It certainly happens every single time in sports and athletics In every sport. It happens when you fall. The real world example that I always use is when you're walking down the street and, you know, maybe you don't live in somewhere that, that has snow, but here in Canada, we get snow and ice and whatever. You're walking down the street in the winter. There's ice on the road or the sidewalk. You slip, you fall. Look at where your foot would go. Just play this out in your head. Look at where your foot and your leg goes to try and catch yourself. Your knee almost always will pass your toe as you're falling and trying to catch yourself. If you've never been in that position in the gym, how would you expect your body to hold itself in that position at the snap of a fingers on a whim when you're falling and not paying attention? Knees over toes is a necessary position to train. During split squats, during regular back squats, during leg pressing, during any type of leg exercise, like It doesn't have to be every single exercise and it doesn't have to be always. There's a time and a place and that's a whole other discussion. But knees over toes was wrong and it should be a position that you train regularly in your programming. Lesson number 23. I knew this was going to be in here somewhere. I just couldn't remember where it was. Consistency beats a lot of other factors. I've certainly spoken about this before. I probably mentioned the word consistency. It's got to be one of the most common words I've ever said on this podcast. Consistency beats a lot of factors. I say always about training in the right way and doing the right exercises the right way and having a program and being focused and being committed and and all this stuff. And all of that stuff matters a lot. But if you can't do all of that, at least, at least be consistent at whatever it is you're doing, it's going to pay off greatly. There are people in the gym who follow the most atrocious workout programs and do everything wrong, but they've been at it for 10 or 15 years and they push hard and they don't miss days, and they're very consistent over time, over long periods of time. And they look great. And you know what? That, that pains me to admit it, because I feel like if we all, it would, be, it would be beneficial to me, I think, if professionally, if the only way to make progress was to do things the quote-unquote right way. But that's just not how it works for most people. Unless you're trying to be very elite, then sometimes it doesn't matter. Consistency beats a lot of things. So if you could do nothing else, Be consistent. Lesson number 24. Light weights for high reps doesn't mean easy or low intensity. I see these things sometimes, and people say, Oh, do a set of eight with heavy weight. And it doesn't really make sense. Do a set of 12 with heavy weight. Well, what what does heavy mean? What does light mean? The number of reps that you do should be determined by the amount of weight that you're lifting relative to your maximum lift. So there are percentage breakdowns of these things that you can find online to sort of estimate it. But that's not really important. The point is that if you're doing something for 8 reps, don't just pick a weight and stop at 8 arbitrarily. Pick a weight that you think you could get 9 reps, you could squeak out 10, but not more than 10. That's your that's your 8 rep weight. And the same thing goes for any amount of reps. If you're doing a set of 15, it doesn't mean pick up the lightest dumbbells in the gym and do 15 reps. It means pick a weight that you could do for 16, 17. You could maybe squeak out a shitty rep at 18, but not more than that. If, it's, if you can, then the weight's too light for that amount of reps. Or you got to do more reps, either one. You should be, you know, kind of coming close-ish to failure. And again, we don't all know exactly what failure is, whatever, but don't just stop at numbers of reps. There's no such light heavy. That's all relative. A set of six or a set of 25 could be for, for the same exercise. It's not about being light and being heavy. It's just about relativity. I could, I could not do the same amount of weight for 25 reps that I could do for six reps. But if I could, then that's obviously a problem. So oops, just smashed the microphone. Uh, don't, don't, I just got lost my track, lost my train of thought. Lightweights. Yeah. So don't, don't, uh, don't mistake high amounts of reps for using lightweights or that it should be easy or that should you, you should rush or anything like that. The rep, the number of reps is just a reflection of the intensity of the exercise and the weight that you should use to select, but it doesn't mean you just arbitrarily stop at that exercise because your muscles and your body has no idea what 8, 12, 15, 25, doesn't know what that means. It just understands forces and relative intensity. And so use that. Number 25, less than 25. Some days you have it, other days you don't, both days you show up. I'm going to say that one again. Some days you have it, some days you don't. Both days you show up. This is an important one. It comes back to the consistency. Not every single day you're going to have it. We talked earlier about the little warm-up thing, you know, when you don't when you don't feel like you have it, do your warm-up and then see what you got, but that requires you to show up. If you can show up more often than not over long periods of time, you're going to have the results that you want. And it just takes time, but you have to show up, whether you feel like it or not, whether it's going to be your best workout ever, or whether it's going to be just a kind of a meh workout or kind of like a even a shitty workout where you gotta cut the weights in half and whatever. But you show up and you do something. You get it done. And showing up can also be going for a walk. Showing up can even be actively taking a day off the gym and resting, stretching, getting a massage actually resting, sleeping in bed, not scrolling on your phone and getting anxiety and getting all worked up about stuff you saw on social media and work emails and blah, blah, blah. Showing up means actively doing something to work towards your goals every single day. It doesn't mean work out the hardest and grind yourself into the ground. It means do something positive every single day. Number 26, more is not better. Better is better. This is another one to really wrap your head around. Sometimes we get into a groove of something. Something is working, working, quote unquote. And we get into the trap of, well, if this is working, then I might as well just do more of it. If my leg day is going well, then I might as well just do more legs. Or if this diet is working, why don't I just do this diet even harder? It's not how it works. There are diminishing returns to everything. There is a cost benefit to every single thing we do. And everything has negative consequences to some degree. Most of them have little negative consequences, but taken to an extreme enough degree, there are very strong negative consequences. More of a good thing is not always better. Doing things better is better. Cleaning up your technique, cleaning up your exercise program, having a better nutrition plan. Better is better. Not more is better. Lesson number 27, this one comes from a, a passage written by a man named Henry Rollins. And the end of the passage is that, or, or the, the gist of it is 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. Crazy stuff happens in the world. Crazy stuff happens with your, with your job, with your spouse, with your partner, with your children, with your job, whatever crazy stuff happens in the gym, it's 200 pounds, is always going to be 200 pounds. That barbell will always be there waiting for you. We could take this two ways. One, there's always another day. Two, it's a thing that's going to be constant and it's always going to be there for you. You can always rely on it to, to help you out, to get you through a, a shitty time and to celebrate good times as well. It's both ways. The gym is a constant and that 200 pounds on that barbell or 100 pounds or 50 pounds or 30 pounds, it's never going to let you down. 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. And no matter where you go in the world, Two hundred pounds, still two hundred pounds. It's a great equalizer among all things. There is—I don't want to go too much on this tangent, but a lot of stuff in the world is not is no longer merit-based, and we seem to be moving away from merit-based things. And there's a lot of things at play that are taking that away. Can't get away from that at the gym. In the gym, you can't lift two hundred pounds. You can't lift two hundred pounds. That's it. There's no. There's no if, ands or buts to get around that. There's no, oh, but I should try this. I do this. Nope. If you can't lift it, you can't lift it. And that's okay. And that's a good thing. It's something to strive for. There's no excuses. There are no shortcuts. Nobody else can do it for you. However many cliche things you need me to say, no one can do it for you. If you can't lift that 200-pound barbell, you can't lift that 200-pound barbell. And that's okay because it's going to be there for you again the next day. And you know what? If you can't lift it tomorrow, it's going to be there again next week and next month and next year. But one day, you're going to get it. And that 200 pounds will still be 200 pounds. It will always be that constant in your life that you can always lean back on. Lesson number 28. This is a big one. That's why I saved it for last. Shocker. The best reason to move is because you can. When you have your movement taken away from you for any reason, by your own fault, by some freak accident, by some illness by lack of wanting to move there's nothing worse there's nothing that you'd want more than to be able to move you don't need a fancier t-shirt you don't need a fancy pair of shoes you just want to be able to go for a walk and play with uh, your grandkids play with your children like i was thinking about this the other day like you people might not realize why you need to squat down to the ground or get be able to like play on the ground and kneel and crawl and all this stuff until a two-year-old asks you to play trucks with him. Then are you going to say to the two-year-old, oh, no, sorry, little Johnny, I can't can't do that because, uh, you know, my knees because of this. Like, how, how bad would that make you feel? I, I can't imagine it would be a good feeling. The best reason to move is because you can. Because one day, by your faults or not, you might not be able to. And when that day comes... I hope it doesn't. Knock on wood. If that day comes, you're going to want nothing more than to be able to move. So move now while you can. Prolong your ability to move for as long as possible and enjoy all of the things that it presents. But keep it up because if you don't move, one day you might not be able to. Thank you for listening to this. I appreciate each and every one of you, as always, sticking with with me this far through the podcast it has been uh very much appreciated lately as I've been trying to get these all these videos done i I am going through just a quick side note I'm going through all of the old episodes and like putting the audio up on the video whenever and then I'm gonna upload all of them at once to YouTube so I know I said like holding me accountable to that and I haven't been posting any of the old ones but just because I just want to post all of them at the same time so I'm going through them a few a day kind of thing anyways going through those old episodes now and watching them back and listening to them back at and it's again has been that long—a year and a half, or a little bit more than that. But I've realized how how far along it's come. And if I look at this video with this camera, with this little setup, compared to like how it was before, uh, the podcast has come come a long way. And uh, it's thanks to to you for continuing to listen, continuing to support me, sharing this the episodes with your friends, uh, sending me messages on social media, rating and reviewing on whatever platform it is that you listen to. All of those things mean like a heck of a lot to me. And I hope that this has been helpful to you in, in any way if over this this is episode eighty five if over the last eighty five episodes there was one line that stuck out and was a positive force or made you smile or made you laugh or helped you out with something in your workouts then then that's all that this was for. If this if eighty five episodes helped one person with one thing, then all of this is worth it to me. So thank you very much for that. Uh thanks for listening today. Um what what else did I want to say here? There was something else uh something about my birthday no, nah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's do this then instead. This this episode will come out on September 15th, my birthday, which is a Thursday. Uh, if you want to work with me online, let's. I'll do a 28% off sale because it's 28, 28 years old, whatever. 28% off online coaching. If you message me before the end of the weekends, that's Sunday, September. Uh, let's see what that will be. Sunday, September 18th. Message me before midnight on Sunday, September 18th. Say... Uh, podcast birthday or something like that, whatever. And, uh, 28% off coaching. If you're interested in that and you want to learn all these lessons for yourself, because as much as I can say these things, the only way to learn them is to do them yourself. And, and I read some of these things and knew about, and people told me and all this stuff, but you don't really learn it until you go through it yourself. So you've got to go through your own journey, but it re- does require some help. And, you know, coaching definitely gets past a lot of the mistakes and and can bypass a lot of the mistakes that you may and likely will make. So 20% off coaching. If you're interested, if you message me before the end of Sunday, uh, message me on Instagram at Daniel Yoris, probably the best place or email me through my website, danielyoris.com and say something like podcast birthday or something or other, whatever, hashtag influencer. We're getting better at that, but the video is good. I'm happy with this one. I appreciate you very, very much for listening. Have an amazing rest of the day. Go outside take your shoes off, be a good person, move your body. We'll see you next time.